Hi and welcome to What's Next. I'm Therese, your host, and I'm super excited for today's show. I have a great guest. She is a young and passionate architect from Greece, and I can't wait to start the interview with Mado Samyu. So let's get started right away and have fun listening. Okay. Hi, Mado. Hello. I hope I pronounced it right. I'm super happy having you on the show. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Therese, for inviting me. It was uh, I was very happy to receive the invitation and I'm very glad uh, that you're doing these podcasts. I think it's a very interesting... Uh, it, I think it's something very interesting that we do. Thank you. I think that, uh, you know, most uh, young architects, they always we always crave for listening to other architects speaking and finding out about their philosophy and taking inspiration out of this. So I think it's a, it's a very interesting uh, uh, job task, let's say, that uh, you have. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm really happy that you said yes to the interview. And before we start the actual interview, please introduce mm -hmm. yourself and your studio. So uh, I am Mado Samiu and uh, our studio is Mado Samiu Architecture. Uh, it's not a very inspired name, but uh, we like uh, <laughs> we like uh, my my name and surname, so we use that uh, for the logo. Uh, currently, we started uh, actually working on interior design projects, and uh, currently we have. Uh, also been able to move to more architectural uh, designs, which is a, a very interesting uh, way of uh, following the architectural dream because we started from uh, the smaller scale of interior mm -hmm. and then we moved to the scale, to the bigger scale. And this is something that it's uh, completely the opposite uh, from what we learn at the architectural schools because we start from the, the big scale and then we go to the small one. So um, th this whole experience gave us a lot of, um, of, uh, of new ideas on how we can, um, uh, we can proceed to an architectural design. Uh, we, our, office, our office is uh, found in Athens, in Greece. Mm -hmm. We with uh, international projects as well. We work with, um, we have many projects uh, outside of uh, the suburbs of Athens. We work a lot with islands and uh, the rest of, uh, of Greece. Uh, and uh, we appreciate uh, any kind of uh, project that can allow us to be really creative. So this has to do a lot with the relation that we built with our client. We have, um, we try to be very close to the client. We try to to be inspired by our, our client. And then uh, we take on projects, uh, both commercial and housing and uh, hospitality as well. I think your name of the studio sounds really sophisticated. <laughs> Even though it's just your name, you. but it sounds really good. <laughs> um, Thank you. 
um, in general, we start the interview with with some warm up questions about yourself, so the listeners get some some ideas about you as a person. And the first question would be: Architect always been your dream job? Okay, uh, so this takes me back to many years ago uh, when I was a. When I was a kid, I would always uh, do drawings and sketches, uh, and I was really into all this uh, artistic uh, stuff. Uh, I I dreamed of becoming, a, a, you know, I want to be a painter. Mm. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I had some friends, and as a wild teenager, I did the graffiti on the walls. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, at some point I I was drawing on I was doing a graffiti on a wall, and then some neighbors came and told me, "Wow, this is awesome! You really made my day." And I felt really good about this. Mm -hmm. uh, I started doing that even more with more passion, you know. And uh, I thought I was making the the brutal gray city a more beautiful place. Uh, but then after the years, I would say that other teenagers would go and uh, do another graffiti on top of it. And then I realized that it's not only about making a wall beautiful, beautiful sorry. It's uh, just about making the whole building beautiful. So uh, the, it was a very romantic uh, approach that I had concerning architecture. I really wanted to, I had the, the, a vision of making Uh, our city more beautiful and more functionable mm -hmm. and uh, this romantic approach uh, was is really closed uh, even at this point that uh, I'm working on architecture and I can see all these uh, difficulties that our occupation might have mm -hmm. are you still painting yeah. do you still paint in your free time uh, yeah sometimes I do Nowadays, with the, the quarantine, mm -hmm. um, I have time to, to paint. Uh, sometimes I paint uh, paintings for my clients as well. When uh, we do the interior, I might propose uh, uh, a painting that I have, or I might uh, offer them a gift, you know, a painting as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> But yeah. I, haven't, I, yeah. I didn't see any of your paintings on your web on your website maybe you should put no. some up <laughs> yeah you know what uh, now the, the next step that we're thinking about doing is the following uh, in our interior projects mm -hmm. we design most of our furniture of the furniture that we use we design them mm -hmm. and then um, even some accessories we might uh, design them or create them so what uh, we're thinking as uh, a next step is that we we have a, a special section in our site mm -hmm. and have, uh, that someone can buy uh, our paintings or um, our accessories and furniture as well. But oh. this is something that uh, we need to organize it first because now it's just an idea, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but that sounds really good. Um, yeah. The next question would be, If you could learn or wish for a skill overnight, what would it be? Ah, this is something that 
I, I, I really, really want it and I just have to find some time to practice it sometime. Uh, I would like to be better at sketching ah. because I paint and I'm very good with colors and um, vague shapes and stuff, but uh, I'm not that good at uh, sketching. You know, sketches, uh, I have just the basic skills mm -hmm. for telling my idea, but uh, I would really like to be very good at this. Okay. And the last one, what is your favorite hobby besides architecture? <laughs> uh, well, I love everything that has to do with nature. Uh, I'm I'm very I'm not really that much into going out, um, you know, to clubs and bars and stuff. Every time I have uh, some some free time, I just go to nature. I do climbing, rock climbing. I started surfing. Uh, so you know, I snowboard. So uh, I just want to go to nature, and this is my my source of energy and my inspiration as well. Because mm -hmm. everything we see out in nature, we can just take it as an inspiration and put it into our, our architecture. Yeah, totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you describe traditional Greece architecture? Or how important is that for your design process? Because I looked through your work online and you create really beautiful interior designs, like you already mentioned before, um, like the perfume boutique in Paris uh, called Aroma. And what is the most important part when you start the design process? Uh, well, for me, the, the initial concept, let's say, It derives uh, from from my intuition. It's not uh, so much about having a basic concept idea and start working mm -hmm. on this. It's something that uh, it's very intuitive uh, inside me. Uh, usually, uh, the, the the space it's uh, the, the most basic uh, inspiration that uh, I have either a plot, you know, where you need to place a building or an existing space uh, where you will do the interior. Mm -hmm. So this is the first uh, inspiration I will get uh, from, the from the space. Then uh, we have so many long discussions with our clients and we also get inspired by them, by their style of what they want to do. Then we proceed to the... The, to solving all fun functionality issues because it's also a very important part. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, th this is the, the main, the, the way that our main concept uh, comes from. Uh, about the part of uh, tradition, traditional architecture, um, I was, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Athens, but uh, my village is near Sparta. And my family and I used to travel a lot when I was a kid. So traditional Greek architecture, I think it's in my veins. It's uh, it's all I can remember. Uh, my house in my village, which is in a very a very old uh, uh, 
uh, house made of uh, you know rock and uh, with arches and all these traditional elements mm-hmm. and uh, and a general idea that uh, I really wanted to to share is that uh, I I can see that in Greece for instance we have traditional architecture and then uh, traditional ar- ar- Greek architecture uh, has this the, the main characteristic is that we have a front yard and all people used to gather around this uh, front yard or backyard. Mm-hmm. And then we have all this uh, immediate relation with uh, the environment and the sunlight. And uh, then from traditional Greek architecture, we went straight to the apartment blocks, uh, you know, the, the big apartment yep. blocks. Then yeah. we lost we lost some of these elements that uh, Greek people were used to, and uh, we went to a really European uh, contemporary way of living, which, which was really outside of uh, of our DNA. So for me, there, there there are some steps in between that are you know that we missed, and uh, my my vision and I really want to, to get to this point uh, at some point, is that uh, I want to, to make uh, all these traditional elements, the, the essence of these elements, to make them back alive, to bring them back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, the, the, the essence of uh, traditional Greek architecture is something that I also try to, uh, to, to use uh, in all of my projects. And... I think the look of your designs are super modern and um, have a really clean look. How do you infuse a certain amount of tradition? Uh, what what choice of material would you would you do? And what emotions would you like to transfer with your design? So uh, when we try to to use uh, traditional elements of uh, of our Greek uh, traditional Greek uh, architecture, it's not only about uh, materials or arches or small windows. It's also these uh, these design parts that we can use. Uh, for instance, uh, terrazzo was an, a material that uh, almost every house has it nowadays. Uh, you know. In the 60s and the 70s, they used to to, to make all floors uh, terrazzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that people really hate because the combination with the other, the rest of the materials of the house it was really it was not uh, very successful. Uh, so, for instance, you can use this kind of uh, traditional materials like terrazzo or rock. Um, you know, um, or uh, wood or um, ceramic mm-hmm. uh, or then the, the roof tiles. You can use all these kind of traditional materials. But for me, the most important uh, part, and also, sorry, you can also use some traditional forms like uh, and shapes like uh, geometries and uh, arches, triangles mm-hmm. and... Uh, all these traditional elements. But for me, the most important part is that uh, Greek architecture comes from uh, the people that inhabit it. So, you know, people used to have a a need of space and they would say, okay, I have this need of space and they would build it. So uh, it was very anthropocentric. 
you know, it was centered to the, to the same person, architecture back in those days. So this is a, an essence that I really value. The, the, and the other, uh, other values as this one is the fact that people had the, an immediate relation with uh, the, the outside part of the, of the house. Yeah. Uh, they had the yards, as I said, mm-hmm. or they had public places where all people would gather, squares, uh, you know, uh, we have these squares and there is a, a tree, a big tree in the middle of uh, the square. Yeah. People used to gather there. <clears throat> so uh, this uh, way of socializing for me is, is another very important aspect of uh, traditional Greek architecture. And then we have the, the way uh, the, the Greek sunlight works uh, with uh, the building. So this was also a very important uh, aspect because people wanted to take shelter of the sun, of the Greek sun, during the summer. But uh, dur- but during the winter, they really needed the sun because it was uh, you know a way of um, heating the house, uh, of preventing humidity. <clears throat> uh, so the the way that. Uh, the way that uh, you find the relation with uh, the sunlight and the Greek architecture, I think that it's a very interesting way of studying these kind of relations. Yeah. I feel like uh, course- booking a vacation right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, uh, I, I can make you a list with uh, places where you can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> um, you know, because this is the, the very interesting thing is that uh, all architecture comes from the environment. Yeah. Depending on whether you are uh, on the mountain or in Nyla, on an island, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be very different the way that uh, you're going to build your house. It has to do with the environment and the climate and all these uh, aspects that we, we sometimes... In uh, contemporary architecture, we kind of forget them because now we have, you know, we have air conditioning and heating. Mm -hmm. So we don't pay that much attention. But for me, these are the things that we need to recover. Yeah. Um, in, In Germany, was a debate going on to prohibit family homes because of a lack of space and the increasing number of people. Um, is that in Greece a topic as well? Or, uh, well, the thing, uh, what happens now in Athens due to the quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, it's not that popular, but th- there is an, uh, we can see that there is a movement, uh, that, uh, that has to do with uh, people wanting to go back to, to the countryside. Yeah. We spent uh, these months uh, inside our houses, and most houses, you know, are in apartment blocks, and they're small with no um, balconies. Uh, so most people kind of fed up with uh, living in Athens, and they have a tendency of uh, uh, going back to to the countryside. And we have many clients that came with this kind of uh, of need of needing to build their house in the countryside. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it's going to be uh, in the next years, 
because yeah, so far we have we had the tendency of uh, building more apartment blocks, more and more and more. If uh, we start going away from the center of uh, Athens, maybe we we won't have the need of uh, of this growth. Um, but uh, in general, what uh, what what happens here in in Athens? And for me, this is an issue that we need to to look further into. Is that uh, we have so many uh, buildings that are vacant. We have uh, old factories mm-hmm. that uh, stop uh, work functioning, and uh, there are so so many that you might find apartment blocks that are vacant. And uh, if we could take use of uh, the, these existing shells, I think that uh, we would solve many issues concerning uh, ha- habit- habitation, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so th- this, is, um, this is what's happening. Uh, I, would, uh, I could say that we have um, a huge growth of uh, apartment blocks uh, in, um, in the north suburbs of uh, Athens, for instance, because this is the, you know, it's a very posh area. Mm-hmm. So most people want to go and live there. Uh, but still, the houses uh, are big. We don't have, uh, it's not very popular to have many small apartments in a huge block. But that is a really interesting point to reuse uh, a shell of a building that already exists and um, put a new use into it. That could yes. be a, a really great project. We have it in Germany yes. as well. Yeah. Um, Actually, this, this was the the idea of my of my thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's um, a huge uh, block uh, in uh, in Athens that uh, it's like a small village actually, and it used to be a factory of um, of uh, of threads, uh, you know, that you use to make fabrics. Mm-hmm. So, like a small village, and now it, it, this uh, triangular plot area is between three neighbors. So uh, the thing is that uh, these three neighbors are not connected with each other because you have this huge uh, block uh, in between of a vacant uh, X factory. So if if we could reuse this shell, not only we would solve some habitation issues or, or other uses as well <clears throat> that we could uh, put in there, <laughs> Sorry, but uh, also the um, the neighbor would reunite, and uh, we have we would have you know this um, um, empowerment of uh, of of the whole neighbor, let's say, mm-hmm. and we we'll all these uh, all these buildings for the social benefit. That's a really interesting point. That's true. Um, how how big is your how big is your studio, your office? Uh, now we are <clears throat> we are four people and uh, we currently work in the office and uh, we are growing fast. <laughs> uh, also have uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also have um, exterior. Uh, let's say exterior associates. I don't know if you call it exterior, but uh, uh, associates that are not working uh, solely to the office, mm-hmm. but uh, 
we collaborate with them uh, per project. Yeah, okay. And with what um, CAD program do you work right now? IHCAD or Revit or what do you use? Uh, okay, uh, we use AutoCAD mm -hmm. and uh, we use, actually we in the office we work with Rhino, uh, but uh, we also work uh, with um, Maya as well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we use a lot of Photoshop and uh, Affinity and uh, actually we work a lot with model making yeah. we're very traditional in this uh, <laughs> in the in the part of on the of the work process uh, and uh, we're not very acquainted with all these um, revit um, you know archicad all the stuff i think that It's so hard to to change your way of working when you have already got used to a certain method. Yeah. Then the next question would be, how do you think the future design process looks like? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a blind spot for me because, okay, I, I have read, you know, articles about where we're going and uh, I have uh, friends um that we used to their colleagues actually that uh, tell me about all the research they're doing with um you know oculi and uh, all this uh, this new technological stuff that they really yeah. have no idea about <laughs> uh but uh, but for me it's um I don't know. I think it's it for me for the way that my mind works. It's uh, it has to be model making. It, it has to be a sketch. Mm -hmm. It has to be going to the space and uh, <clears throat> you know uh, just uh, taking inspiration out of uh, the space. Uh, actually, what uh, what I'm trying to to teach my associates here in the office is that we should always start with a sketch and uh, with um, floor plans and then after we have concluded to the to a functional uh, floor plan then we should move to a, to the 3d so i really cherish this method of uh, of working you know <laughs> yeah um but still uh, I, i mean everyone has its own method so whatever works better for us i really support that and but the only thing is that I, i have just you know this thought that we see the last years technology and science evolves so fast yeah. and we have so many new things that come you know to our lives but i think that the the human brain and the human psychology uh, i think that it evolves less less fast uh, well slower actually than the 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 way science uh, evolved so i think that, that there is also a small gap there i mean even with the 3ds you know we see the 3d but then when we when we go and build uh, what we see in the 3d we go inside the space and we have a total totally different idea of uh, you know what was in the 3d and what it feels actually in the actual 3D space. 
yeah the the feelings you would like to transfer or a special scent maybe that you can that you can smell like in a church that's probably not yeah. possible to transfer those feelings uh through virtual reality or oculus rift glasses or whatever um yeah you maybe have to stand yeah, just I... in this in the building and and see for yourself what it feels like yeah yeah i think that the, <clears throat> even with the, the oculus glasses mm. um i think that you you miss some of the peripheral vision let's say mm. I, you miss the the smell you miss uh, the the temperature you miss the the the, the feel you know i always like to to touch the materials yeah. and space You know, I'm this kind of weird person <laughs> that I enter. <laughs> I enter a building and I'm always touching the walls. You know, the the furniture. Yeah. I really, I really miss that uh, from augmented reality. Um, do you think we have to redefine the term architect and what it, what it means to be an architect? Um, what the the role of the architect in the future will be because maybe instead of actually building something it's more important in the future to think about architecture do you think this is something that we have to prepare ourselves with um well you know i think that uh, architects well we train to 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 think uh, of to, to to think a lot of aspects about life about uh, philosophy about uh, architecture about construction i think that uh, a good architect is a person that can that has um has studied and has an opinion on different aspects of life so uh, even if it has to be a theoretical to play just a theoretical part or if he has to redesign an existing building, or if he has to build a new uh, city on Aries, for instance, I think that um, an architect would always be useful to the society, depending on the need. The, the most important um, characteristic that uh, we architects have to fight is our ego. And uh, yeah. once we build our ego, I think that then we can be very useful, uh, you know, a very useful part of this machine that we call society. Mm -hmm. But I also think that each architect has its own style and uh, his own concept uh, and his own purpose. Even if, and if we, uh, you know, in, I don't know, 200 years, everything is... Um, uh, I don't know, it, it's built, it's built uh, from augmented realities. I don't know. Even if we have this kind of uh, state in society, I think that there will always be a need for an architect that uh, sketches and uh, makes models, you know, and uh, builds a small space that, that people go there and uh, pray to God. <laughs> That's a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> When we're done with the interview, I have to listen to it again. <laughs> um, let's um, take a step into the future. How do you imagine 
the future living in, let's say, 100 years? Uh, well, hopefully, I, I would really <laughs> like to, to see buildings that have a, a more eco-friendly uh, approach. Uh, that we use, we take advantage of uh, the sun, the wind, you know, all, all these, uh, all the natural elements that uh, one country or place might have. And uh, I would really, I, I sincerely hope that uh, we could have um, a more environmental friendly approach to, to all of our buildings. Okay, so you hope that we go back to nature a little bit. Yes. Okay. So because a lot of people imagine the future like living in, in really small boxes, concrete boxes and having their glasses on and like uh, trying to <laughs> see some virtual reality that's not real. <laughs> But that's a good hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but... Uh... I think that, you know, in, uh, in society and in, in everything that we, that we can see around us, each, um, each situation has two edges. For instance, we come from living in the villages next to nature, and then we went to the other edge that uh, it's a super augmented reality and nothing natural. And stuff, but I think that these are the two edges, and I think that in the future we're going to come to the middle of this. Mm -hmm. And so this is why I have this hope. Okay, that's a good hope. I hope that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, regarding the current situation, do you think there will still be future building tests for large public gatherings like universities, or museums, or theaters, or? Do you think they they still exist? Or do we have to rethink our social um, form of living? <laughs> well, I think that this is a combination because, it, it of course, it has to do a lot with the mentality of people. <clears throat> you know, people have, um, actually here in, in Greece at least, We have the tendency of gathering all together in one space. Mm -hmm. I really don't understand because I'm kind of a, long, a more lonely type of person. I just take them, go to the mountains and want to be there with my dogs. Uh, but most people, they just prefer to gather all together to one coffee shop or mm -hmm. one bar. Um, so I think that it has to do a lot with the mentality. And I also think that uh, it, ha it has to do with uh, taking advantage of the existing public spaces, as I said before. Because we, we do have big public spaces, but uh, just because they're not uh, used that frequently, they're under-designed or they, they're not um, taken care of. So I think that we should uh, just need to 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 focus focus now on uh, redesigning the existing public spaces. Mm -hmm. And also, I think that um, okay, we're not going to be under a COVID pandemia forever, but hopefully, in general, 
<laughs> yes. But in general, I think uh, that uh, we could also start thinking about, um, you know, antibacterial materials mm -hmm. or um, creating, inventing new materials that they can mm -hmm. up the, the proliferation of uh, viruses. So I think that materials could be a really good idea in this aspect. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. Um, and now... We already reached our last question. What is architecture for you personally? <laughs> okay. So uh, I think you have already understood that uh, architecture is my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my passion. It's my, my drive. It's uh, the way of uh, being happy all day long. Um, and I would generally say that uh, for me, architecture is creation. And uh, as all forms of creation, for me, it's a way of reconnecting with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm that's, a geek. That's a, that's a really good answer. <laughs> okay. Um, what are you up to next? Is there any project that's starting right now or you're doing some design proposals or what are your next well, steps? Yeah, uh, so actually right now we have some very interesting projects. Uh, we have uh, an interior project uh, of a uh, house apartment mm -hmm. in its It's a very beautiful apartment, uh, but a normal apartment. But uh, the client that uh, that own this, uh, my clients on this project are so amazing. So we have uh, such a great communication, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, result in the end. And then we have uh, another housing project uh, in Lagonisi that uh, I, I I really adore because. Uh, in this project, you will be able to see how these traditional Greek elements come to life through a, a more contemporary form of architecture. Uh, and then we're uh, in discussions of um, designing two new hot boutique uh, hotels, which is also very interesting. And uh, now we are also, uh, we have started constructing um, a new a brew house uh, factory that's also going to be a pub, a brew pub uh, in the same space. And this is found uh, in uh, an old building that used to be um, an, old, um, an old mechanical factory, let's say. And we have uh, kept most uh, of the elements of, uh, of the building, of the existing shell are kept, even the walls and the you know, the dirtiness and uh, we just uh, put some lacquer on it and we keep all these uh, elements. So this is going to be very interesting as well. Wow, a lot of work, a lot of projects. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, I will look forward to your work. And um, <laughs> thank you so much for being my guest today, even though it's a Sunday and it's Eastern. So thank you for taking the time. It was a pleasure. 
Thank you very much for inviting me and I had so much fun with uh, our discussion and I really hope that uh, someone might hear this interview and get some inspiration or some ideas. And yeah, me be... too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was what's next, rethinking architecture. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. For me, it was such an inspiring and interesting talk, hopefully for you too. And as always, please leave a comment and till next time on What's Next. Ciao, ciao.